Okay, guys, all right, I am back with a new episode, and I am at Springer's Point on Ocracoke Island with uh, what I thought were crickets, but are cicadas uh, in the background here, and I am with uh, the very knowledgeable local Philip Howard. Hello, Philip. Hello. Hello, Hello Chris. And uh, you've brought me out here to Springer's Point, which is a nature preserve. It's a, uh, it is a nature preserve, yeah. and it's one of the early historical areas of Ocracoke Village. Okay, and I'm particularly, I'm specifically on the island to find out a little bit about the Blackbeard history, because uh -huh. this is the 300th anniversary of his death, obviously. Exactly. Which happened just uh, feet from us, right? A hundred yards from yeah, where we're sitting. Yeah, a hundred yards, okay, yeah. okay. And that was a battle, a naval battle? Or? Naval battle in uh, in November 22nd, 1718. Uh, but that was by the old Julian calendar. Okay. And when the calendar was revised to the uh, Gregorian calendar, mm -hmm. the, the actual date is, uh, I think, December 7th or something like that. Okay. But the, November 22nd. Sure. Is the, okay. Okay. Was the and, date at that time. And he used to, uh, this used to be his old haunt, this island. Well, we understand that, that Ocracoke, uh, the waters just off of Ocracoke, yeah. uh, were one of his favorite anchorages. Okay. And he was also uh, close friends with the governor of North Carolina. Okay, whose yeah. residence and mm -hmm. uh, uh, offices were on the mainland. Of course, it's 25 miles across the sound to the mainland. Right. But uh, he apparently spent, uh, periodically spent time here at Ocracoke. Okay. And he was here in November 1718. He had... Just a, a month before that, in October of that year, he had hosted a large pirate gathering right, here okay. at Springer's Point um, with a number of famous pirates. Um, and then just a month later, he was apprehended, or they, they caught up with him, Lieutenant Robert Maynard of the British Royal Navy, mm -hmm. who had been de uh, sent from uh, Virginia by Governor Spotswood okay. because Governor Eden of North Carolina was not doing what a lot of the officials thought needed to be done to stop piracy along the East Coast. Okay. And uh, it was important to Spotswood. He had some of his own political problems. So you're saying that politicians and criminals were buddy-buddy. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, imagine it's that, really yeah. hard to imagine that, they, <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> well, either in the United States or in the UK. That, yeah, or one. anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Lieutenant Maynard was sent down here by uh, Governor Spotswood. Okay. And he caught up with Blackbeard here. That, Blackbeard had some advantage uh, because he was surprised, but he all—he was surprised, but he also knew the waters well. Blackbeard did because yeah. he frequented here, and Lieutenant Maynard wasn't familiar with these waters. Okay. Blackbeard also had cannons on his ship, yes. and and uh, Lieutenant Maynard only had pistols and swords, and small weapons. So how did it come to be that Maynard won? Well, Blackbeard. It's a little bit more complicated than yeah, this sure. because the ships got caught on shoals and so forth. Okay. But Blackbeard was able to maneuver a ship and fire a broadside mm -hmm. from his cannons. And when the smoke cleared, it looked like most of Maynard's crew had been killed. Okay. And uh, Blackbeard uh, ordered that they board the ship and, and finish the battle. Okay. But Maynard had hidden uh, many of his crew below decks, and as soon as Blackbeard got on board, they all opened the hatches and came out, right. and it was a bloody hand-to-hand -hand, uh, battle. Okay. And Maynard's crew was uh, victorious in that. And when he died, I, I, as I understand it, he had like 
five shots in him, and it was like one he, of the shots beheaded him, and that's he had, how he finally got... The, the records from the time indicate that he was shot by pistol uh, and, and stabbed by swords and... Okay. Um, or pistol shots, rather, uh, 20 times, and he had... Um, I think I might be wrong about that. Pistol yeah, and sword shot. But eventually, <laughs> eventually they chopped off his head. Right, yeah. And, and kept that at the, the legend the is yeah. that they threw the body over the side of the ship and Blackbird's headless body swam around the ship three times before it sank to the bottom. Wow, okay. One of the local ship captains here on the island says he doesn't believe that at all. He figures he could have only swum around the ship one time before he sank. But... Um, <laughs> But the head was put on, was hung from the bowsprit of Maynard's yeah. ship, and he took it over to Bath uh, to show it to uh, Governor Eden. Mm -hmm. of North so that Carolina. was the sort of government seat at the time, Bath in North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, right. yeah. And then he carried it up to Virginia, to Williamsburg, to present it to um, Governor Spotswood, and eventually mm -hmm. it ended up uh, stuck on a pole at the entrance to the Hampton River in in Virginia. Okay. Warning to pirates. Okay. Wow. And now there's there's possibly a family connection for you and uh, the crew of Blackbeard's. Yeah, Blackbeard's uh, primary uh, quartermaster, who was the second in command, yeah. was named William Howard. Okay. And there's no no question about that. That was his name. Uh, a William Howard purchased mm -hmm. Ocracoke Island in 1759. He was my great 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 grandfather. Okay. We are fairly certain that they were the same person, okay. but there's there's, there's no, no okay. incontrovertible evidence to, uh, okay. to point to that. Well, it's, it's pretty much circumstantial, but it just makes sense that they were the same person. Okay. And you didn't grow up here, but you would you would summer here. <clears throat> we came here in the summer. Child, my yeah. my father was born here in 1911. Okay. But when he was 16 years old, he went away to work. Okay. Moved up north, worked on the Delaware River uh, mm -hmm. on dredges and tugboats like many, many, many men from Ocracoke. But every summer, we, he, my father never talked about coming back to North Carolina, never talked about coming back to Ocracoke. He always talked about coming back home. Okay. So we'd come home every summer. Wow, right. And eventually, after 35 years, my dad retired here. But okay. in, just shortly after that, um, I made this my permanent home as well. Okay, oh, very nice. You've been here since then, okay. And uh, it seems like a very nice place to live. Oh, it's a great yeah. place to live, yeah. It's a but, uh, great okay. sense of community. It's yeah. not, not just a beautiful place with 16 miles of beach and you know beautiful skies yeah. and, and water sports, but it's a, it's a small community and you know everybody. And it's yeah. a, Maybe about a thousand full-time residents? There's about a thousand okay. right now, yeah. Okay, okay. Riding around on golf carts and yeah. enjoying the beach and yeah. We're great. working. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of us. Have to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, you got to work here. We're too? not all on vacation. Oh, I understand. I yeah. understand now. Okay. Wow. But you were saying, uh, as nice as it sounds here, there might be some spooky stuff. You were telling me, kind of baby oh, yeah. with a, a ghost story. Do you, yeah? you want? You want to hear it? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. We're sitting right here next to the grave of Sam Jones. Yes. Sam Jones bought this uh, property. Uh, in 1941. Okay. And when he, after he died in 1977, the property was sold to uh, some private individuals, and it eventually uh, was purchased by the North Carolina Coastal Land Trust. So it's a nature preserve now. Uh -huh. <clears throat> but um, Roy Parsons, a native islander, uh, worked for Sam for many, many, many years. And after Sam died, uh, Roy told me he liked to come down here. 
he would be out fishing during the day and late in the afternoon he would like to come and just stop at Sam's grave and pay his respects. But instead of walking down the path the way we did, mm -hmm. he was in his boat and he would ri drive his boat right up to the shoreline where the, where the shore is here, yeah. right, right where Blackbeard was mm -hmm. killed, okay. pull his boat up onto the shore and put the anchor in the sand and then walk down this path from that direction to Sam's grave. And he said, it was late in the afternoon and the shadows were beginning to lengthen. And as he walked down the path, he noticed that way up here, where, near where we're sitting on this old, the base of this old cistern, there was yes. a man sitting on this uh, cistern. And he said, he didn't recognize him and you know, mm -hmm. he knew everybody on the island. He walked a little bit closer and he said it was a very peculiar um, man. He, had a, he said he had a tall crowned black hat with a large brim, had a long, long gray beard, he was okay. wearing a black frock coat. And Roy said he Think just, he's a hipster. Oh, it was worse than that. It <laughs> worse was worse than, than worse that. than hipster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He he just looked sinister to okay. to uh, a sinister, to Roy. not a hipster. A sinister. Yeah. Okay. And Roy said, he told me he said, I just thought you know maybe I'll go back to my boat and come visit Sam another day. So yeah. he turned around to walk back. You probably would have done this too. I know mm -hmm. I would have. He looked over his shoulder. This man had stood up was following Roy back down the path. All right, wow. And Roy said he picked up his pace, started walking a little bit faster, and looked around again, and this man was catching up to him. He was walking even faster. Roy said he started running as fast as he could, tripping mm -hmm. over roots and scratching his arms yeah. and legs against the briars and bushes here. He said when he got to his boat, he pulled the anchor up, threw it in the boat, pushed the boat in, the water hopped in, he told me, he said, I didn't even take time to pull that rope to start the outboard. And he said, I took my oar and just pat, or, uh, yeah. pulled out. He said, when I got out far enough that I was felt like I was safe, he said, I turned around and there that man was. He had walked all the way out into the water and he was standing about thigh deep in the water. Okay, wow. And Roy, Roy was a thin, wiry man. And he looked at me, stared me right in the eyes. He said, while I watched, he just dissolved like smoke, Whoa. and I never saw him again. Oh, man. And he took his old arthritic finger, and he pointed right at me. Uh -huh. It was only a few inches from my face. He said, I can tell you one thing. He said, you could give me a stack of $100 bills this thick, and I wouldn't go down to Springer's Point again after dark. And if you're <laughs> smart, you won't go down there after dark okay. either. Wow. All right. Well, I'm glad we're here on a nice sunny afternoon. <laughs> okay, wow. It's been been my pleasure. Yes, and if people want to hear, find out more about this uh, this beautiful island, Springer Point, and Oka Croak, how can they find out more I, about them? I, I, do a, I do a daily blogger. I have done for about, okay. for more than a dozen years. Uh, and it's wow. available at my website, which is uh, Village Craftsmen, and that's okay. M-E-N, not A-N, mm -hmm. villagecraftsmen.com. <clears throat> and if you just click on Ocracoke Journal, okay. you'll get the, the, the shorter blog posts. If you click on Ocracoke Newsletter, you'll get longer articles. Mm -hmm. There's a whole article about Sam Jones, okay. uh, lots of Ocracoke history. That sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, Philip, thank you so much for your time. You're quite I welcome. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome.